0: Hello, ako si Judas Gavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung sanihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's News Break, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang appointment ni The Bold Sinas bilang chief ng Philippine National Police. Patong-patong na kontrobersiya ang hinarap niya mula sa violence sa Central Visayas hanggang sa Manyanita sa gitna ng pandemia. Ngunit bakit siyang pinili para mamuno sa PNP? Ano bang mas matimbang? Ang track record ng isang opisyal o kung sino ang backer nito? Kasama ko ngayon si Rambo Talabong, Rapplers Police Reporter, para talakayin kung bakit nga ba si Sinas ang napili at kung ano ang dadalhin nito sa PNP leadership. Hi Rambo, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you, this for the invitation.
0: So I think for my first question, can you tell me about PNP Chief Debold Sinas? Uh, you talked to Ryan Macasero, who covers Cebu and the Visayas for Rappler, for your podcast episode, Na Criminal, Deba. ba? So you talk about covering mm-hmm. Sinas, and then you also touch on his background. What was he like before mm-hmm. the Mannyanita issue?
1: Takating short, Judith, for me and Ryan, our experience covering Sinas really is quite difficult, especially for critical journalists like me and Ryan as part of Grappler. We really are aiming for posing hard questions for generals and trying to get to the bottom of the problem of killings, and General Sinas has a reputation of having a lot of unsolved killings wherever he is, and uh, before being NCRPO chief, before being PNP chief, he really has reputation of being a strict officer. Um, I guess something that is not well-talked about about General Sinas is that he is part of also a popular class in the Philippine Military Academy. We always talk about the PMA 1986, Mato de la Rosa, Oscar Albayalde, Archie Gamboa, but also the class of General Sinas. He comes from um, a class that is also distinguished and also have a lot of generals who are very recognizable. For the PNP, you have General Guillermo Aliazar, who is the, the current number two policeman of the PNP. And then for the military, this is something that should be really emphasized. He's classmates with Parlade, General Parlade. He's also 1987. So you you get a picture of how the 1987 class also rising. He's part of this batch of generals and you, you get to understand the links between these generals and how they influence each other. I actually met him when he was crime lab chief and he didn't really handle a lot of big cases. Um, after being in Crime Lab, he was assigned for administrative um, administrative posts. And he's really known for someone who's very efficient when it comes to admin, admin work. When there's an order for reassignment, when a new general has to be reassigned somewhere, when there are many paperwork to be done, he really is trusted for that. Mm-mm. And after that, he was assigned in Cebu. And that's when he started to gain fame or infamy.
0: So from Cebu, he was... Uh, appointed as chief of the NCR police. Uh, how was he like led the NCR police? Uh, this was during the height of the Mananita, diba So uh, mm-hmm. you covered also NCRPO. What did you hear about him? then? his uh, leadership style? Niya?
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, when he assumed his post as NCRPO chief, he made a big splash for reporters when he evicted NCRPO-covering journalists who were taking their posts and taking taking their de facto press office in one of the police stations in Kamuning and Quezon City. Our photographers are there. There are also um, journalists from local local uh, newspapers in Metro Malilla who take their posts there. And he asked them to leave and that caught, caused quite a splash in the in media circles. And that also earned a lot of um, um, editorial opinion pieces about him evicting them. Um, so there's that big start for Sina's having being at odds with the media when he assumed his office and from there we see him also making a big splash when he handled the security of the Nazareno he's actually lauded for being being very efficient when he handled the Nazareno the traslacion because it crossed at a record pace it was really fast and the, the police was credited for that he was credited for that he was really strict with how the police should really be deployed around the, the image and that people shouldn't slow it down. So the the, the procession was over over in in a few in in a, well not really in a few hours, but less than last year. And also in this same day, there's this this issue of the, the general who grabbed a phone of a reporter, General Analasko Batad, and General Asina actually defended him fervently. And that caused a lot of controversy mm-hmm. for General Sinas as well, because even if clearly General Bathan was seen and, and accused of grabbing the phone of a GMA reporter's phone, dragging the phone, and even asking for for one of his men to delete the video, he was still defended. General Bathan is still in a key post in the BNP, hiccup his position. We don't know um, how the investigation is going with him snatching the uh, reporter's own. And then you also have the controversy of General Asinas, where he is really front center when under the pandemic, he tried to force out the gig family out of their home, which is really seen by the public as extremely harsh because, you know, the pandemic is causing everyone to suffer. Not everybody has jobs and this family could earn a lot and they, they don't have anywhere to turn to. And here you have General Asinas bringing in a lot of policemen with him in fatigues, in camouflage and they were asking this family forcing them out shouting at them and of course the killings continue in metro manila not just in anti illegal drugs operations jodes but riding in tandems that they could have prevented
0: Mm-mm. and then of course there's the infamous mananita that happened mm-hmm. uh, during the first two months of the pandemic so parang siguro for those na living under Iraq, can you like mm-hmm. give us a gist of what happened? And then, uh,
1: mm-hmm. so the Maninita issue happened in May this year, 2020. So it was the beginning of the lockdowns, and the government is extremely strict with enforcing lockdowns. Tens of thousands have been arrested, even for very, very minor cases. And there are people who, who got beat up by the police, there are people who are really forced into detention centers for minor violations. And then here comes General Sinas one day waking up to a birthday party, no less than inside the National Capital Region Police Office headquarters in Camp Bagong Diwa. You have policemen serenading him, having a buffet for him. And then he says that he did not want to shame them. He did not want to embarrass his men and women. So he just let them be. He said that social distancing measures were followed, but the whole party was documented by the NCRPO, by the policemen themselves. And the photos were posted in their own official Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And that's how we found out about it. And what's interesting about this coverage as well as this is that um, we were the first ones to publish this, but we were not the first ones to find out. It was a fellow reporter covering the police who was afraid of releasing these photos. So his hostility towards the media really affected the coverage here. So in this coverage, the solidarity among reporters covering him also came to play, aside from his hostility for the media. Without the solidarity among people covering him, he wouldn't have reported about this Mañanita issue. And the interesting thing about this Mañanita term, why it's called Mañanita, is because also the media covering him and the different youth outfits who, was covering, who were covering the General Sinas use different terms. It's a birthday party. It's a salo-salo. It's a feast. It's a fit. But he tried to clarify it as a manyanita, he said. It's a tradition for lower classmen in the PMA serenading someone who has their birthday and being thrown in, in a pool inside the PMA. And he's saying, he's trying to justify what happened as a tradition. Mm-hmm. Which actually, you know, it landed with a with a dud. It didn't really, it didn't really fly. And it, it wasn't a very good defense because it didn't really change the fact that they violated lockdown rules. They violated physical distancing rules. And that was apparent with the photos. And it was such a sensational story because you you see these photos of General Cena's posing with his subordinates, uh, with giving him roses, him holding a Voltus 5 themed. Birthday cake, which is his favorite anime, with, and the, the theme song that he loves playing wherever he goes. So it was a sensational story. I did not. I don't mean that it was sensationalized, but it has a lot of details that gave it a lot of color that gave the public a lot of fodder to really criticize and you know take him apart.
0: So, uh, from my understanding, he's facing a complaint over this, no?
1: Yes, it is. He's facing a complaint at the prosecutor level still by from the PNP. What's interesting is that this case is really filed by the PNP itself and he's now the PNP chief. And we still don't have an update with the case.
0: So Rambo, million dollar question Go, bakit ba si Sinas? Kasi if you compare him to his predecessors, yung mga controversies ni Sinas, talagang parang nag-resonate sa public eh. Like, parang nag-fly siya, parang talagang kila siya binang si Mananita na nag-break ng, pan- ng quarantine rules. So, i-vis-vis so, mo yan sa mga... Uh, how the guidelines was implemented, like, ang daming arestong mga lumabas lang na walang mask, walang quarantine pass, tapos siya, na nag-violate ng social distancing, nag-party, middle of sa pandemic, dinipensahan dinif- siya ng mga officials, mm-hmm. presidente pa mismo, diba, ba? And then ngayon, appointed mm-hmm. as PNP chief. So, bakit ba si Sinas? Kamusta ba yung relationship niya with Rodrigo Duterte?
1: To start off, I'd like to say that he really has the key connections for President Duterte. And actually, itong yang position ngayon, yung appointment this is actually already a concession for him. This is actually already a punishment from him. A source we, that we spoke to actually said that General Sinas should have been the successor of General Gamboa. As in, General Camilo Kaskolan, who was PNP chief for the past two months before General Sinas, should have been skipped and it should have been General Sinas um, appointed after General Gamboa. But according to our source that we spoke to, that, that the Duterte administration made this political calculation that why, won't, why wouldn't we just delay General Sinas' appointment and let Camilo Kaskolan lead the PNP for two months and wait for the issue to die down? But then, as we've seen, the issue hasn't died down. With his appointment, the issue is still ongoing, and people are still calling out General Asinas for this perceived hypocrisy of, Gen- of the Duterte administration appointing someone who violated quarantine rules. Hmm. According to many people we spoke to, General Asinas is really close with a close ally of President Duterte. One of his most trusted policemen or policewoman, this is Rina Garma. He wrote a profile about her. She's she's one of the most trusted policemen of President Duterte when he was in Davao City. Uh, it's it's this, this level of closeness that, that Rowena Garma confides in President Duterte. There are even anecdotes of her crying to Duterte. Her, herself, describing her term in Davao as memorable with President Duterte lauding her for his her leadership inside Davao City. And General Sina's made. A key connection with her when he was in Central Visayas and when Karma was in Ce- in Cebu City, and they together were a tandem confronting one of the Delta's critics and the police's critics. And you have you have Mayor Tommy Menya. Tommy Menya was somebody that both of them created really a the tag team to attack. And as we've seen, Tommy Esmenya lost in the last elections, and it's it's this key connection that allowed. Sinas to rise above the rest. And Garma, you have to understand, is someone who is likened to Bongo, mm. the closest to Duterte. As in, yung kay President Duterte, and then Duterte may or may not listen to her. So there's that key ally, Rina Garma. And another key ally of Sinas is another very trusted policeman of President Duterte. It's Senator Ronald De La Rosa. And other police chiefs who have been endorsed by De La Rosa are, you have Archie Gamboa, you have Albayalde, and also Cascola endorsed by, by uh, De La Rosa. You have these two key backers behind SINAS, and then you have this appointment of SINAS being the successor of Cascola, and uh, he was supposed to even be the successor of Gamboa.
0: So yun, parang, when you're talking about uh, SINAS, and yung mga connections na, parang nakifeel parang talagang heavy yung uh, the people you know when you want to be uh, promoted or appointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me, ba, like, this is always like this mm-hmm. when it comes to the PNP. Ano ba dapat malaman ng public tungkol sa appointment process or sa pagpili ng PNP chief ng pangulo? Meron bang parang mga nabitin rules, mga unspoken mm-hmm. tradition na sinusunod?
1: Mm-hmm. Ideally liang sinusundan ng pangulo ay yung Board of Generals who make a recommendation to him kung sino dapat yung kasunod. and this usually is a recommendation of the top officials who are arranged based on seniority. As mga closest to retire and this is patterned after the military and in the military President Duterte has been really following this rule of seniority yung mga paretay na kanyang Ina-appoint. Kaya marami mga general sa militar na ina niya kahit na two months na rin lang, four months, six months, ina-appoint pa rin niya para ma appoint And that follows the seniority. But weirdly, it does not really help with the rule of continuity. So may ganun ding balance. There's the seniority, continuity. Kung masyadong ma di ba? Hmm. It makes sense na hindi na muna i at ipag-retire na lang kasi masyadong mabilis. It takes a month for someone to get used to the to the post for the transition and, and kung halwa, isang buwan na lang. Mahirap na. Mm-mm. So there are those two factors. But then, hindi rin siya nasusunod sa BNB, especially because of politics, especially because of, you know, issues coming in for these police chiefs. You have General Ronald de la Rosa, who's a very young general, a very young police chief, as, as someone... Coming from 1986, before he was appointed, the last BNP chief, if I'm not mistaken, was from 1982 class or 1983 class. So, ang daming classes na ineskip for Duterte to appoint De La Rosa. Dito rin natin nakita yung dahilan kung bakit sunod-sunod 1986 yung class na pinanggalingan ng BNP chief. Kasi mga bata sila eh. You have Albayalde, and you have Gamboa, and you have Kaskolan. They all belong in the same class kasi bata sila, relatively. Naraming ineskip na classes. But then you also have alakasan. of course. We see here that the Davao Group is really a very powerful lobbying group for someone to be PNP chief. But also there's an anomaly in one of these, these appointments, and that, that, that has to be noted. It's uh, General Oscar Albayalde, who, while he has the backing of uh, General De La Rosa, was really recognized by Duterte for his efforts when he was NCRPO. As in General de Yung tuwing gabi, and daming balita tungkol sa anya. Ano, um, unfortunately for him, he was abandoned in the end because he was accused of um, coddling policemen who were involved in an anti-drugs case.
0: Oh, sorry. So when Sinus was appointed, na-announced appointment niya, of course the public was, of course, uh, understandably confused, uh, nagulat. Pero I wanted to ask since you've been talking about many policemen naman. How was TPNP personal or kamusta sila? Anong parang or statements sila or ano yung narinig mo sa baligid-paligid when uh, about sina's appointment? Like may mga may mga may ayaw barito pero of course hindi mm salita. <laughs>
1: It's a mixed bag to this. Of course, there are those who are internally still mocking him. As in, tinatawa na bakit kaya pointong si General Sinas kahit na yung organizasyon, ba? But then, you have these policemen who are really loyal to him. As in, noong nangyari yung Manianita issue, marami ako nangitang post sa Facebook of policemen saying, I know him better than anyone else. He's a strict cop. And this is really his reputation before the Manianita issue. He's a strict cop. He is clean he know, he does his job well, so give him another chance. So it's a mixed bag of those.
0: My next, um, parang my next question, Rambo, siguro, uh, let's go beyond like the PNP. The appointment of Sinas, mm-hmm. with all the controversies trailing him, mention you pa, mixed bag yung perception sa kanya ng mga colleagues niya. What does this say about Duterte? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, parang it's, parang sobrang weird na, na yung look past the, flaws and the uh, issues that Sinas are facing, why is he still a what does it say about Duterte?
1: Actually, the human rights groups described it pretty clearly. It's a clear evaluation that President Duterte, despite controversies of these policemen, of officials, he appoints people who have violations of human rights. And it appears that he is incentivizing these violators. And we actually see this in his rhetoric. President Duterte really hates drug users. He hates human rights. And you have General Sinas, who has a very controversial record when it comes to unsolved killings, when it comes to anti-legal drugs operations. You have President Duterte still believing in these men, even if a lot of their records already point to a, a very dirty record. So we see President Duterte recognizing this popularity rating for him. And he might, be. he might be thinking that, okay, he can weather a blow or two from the criticism from these appointments. Because even, he, even if he has already appointed controversial people before, ahead of General Sinas, he still enjoys a lot of popularity from Filipinos. And another thing that I want to emphasize here, a takeaway from me, is that the Davao network is still very powerful and that President Duterte, I believe, chose Sinas over General Eliazar, who's also pretty po- he's, he's pretty popular, General Eliazar. He has a name recall. He's recognizable. But he decided to uh, choose General Sinas. And we can also see this as a, as a case of Accommodation because General Eliezer can still, can still serve as PNP chief after the service of General Sinas. So that they can still fit them both in the next year before he leaves his.
0: Uh, parang Sinas as PNP chief, as everyone confused, no? Parang okay, parang hirap i reconcile na ganito yung reputation niya, and then at the same time, the administration ceased. Someone na uh, maayos in him na mm. uh, appoint as PNP chief given the controversies.
1: Also, of- also, another thing to be noted here is that President Duterte hasn't really changed much from his term as mayor. He still believes in appointing whoever he wants to appoint, someone who really he whom he really trusts and whom he really sees himself aligned with in policies. And you have general seen a really delivers what he wants. An anti-illegal drugs campaign that has left a lot of people dead.
0: Parang yung talagang importante sa kanya kung align ka sa anong gusto niya mangyari, goods ka sa kanya regardless kung meron kang mga fuck-ups in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before we go further into this issue and yung mga issues na ipi-face ni Sinas as PNP chief, let's listen to some Rappler podcast overview. Next time, wag niya akong parigine ng revolution, Nakonjusko. Yan ang di mas delikado sa covid. Kaya kung magrevolution kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Raptors political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me,
1: P. Renada, Raptors Malacanang beat reporter. A lot of people, that would score a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm Polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face of how we see it.
0: It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not. Dissing on motherhood. Dissing yeah. on motherhood, oh, about on parenthood,
1: a purely person to
0: person basis. Oh, oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8pm on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hi, welcome back to News Break Beyond the Stories. I am Judas Gavilan and we're here with Rambo Talabong. We've been talking about the appointment of double Sinas as PNP chief. So Rambo, what are the big issues with the PNP na kailangan or parang pasok sa termino ni Sinas na kailangan na i-address? And do you think he'll be able to successfully address these issues?
1: malaking issue, is actually the killings that are still unsolved. There are lots of killings that he left when he was in Central Visayas, over 300 killings. Now that he's PNP chief, he has to look at thousands of unsolved killings by the police. And you see that there aren't a lot of prosecutions. There's really just one conviction of policemen, and that's the case in Kian de los Santos. Under him, I, I'm not expecting him to rally for quick resolution of these cases because we see from his past service that he really defends policemen up until there's really a damning evidence against them. You have seen this in the case of General Batan, wherein there really is already documentary evidence against him and General Cena still defended him. And you also see this in him himself. He keeps on defending himself even if there are already photos showing him violate rules. So I'm not expecting a lot from him in in terms of solving these unsolved unsolved killings.
0: So parang medyo ah uh, parang bare minimum na lang siguro ang inexpect ng public sa kanya no. Yeah. So pinya mm. sa i-mention nga na kasi medyo factor din yung malapit yung months na igugugol niya as PNP chief na less than a year mm-hmm. nga diba? Less pandemic mm-hmm. pa. Uh, mm-hmm. What can you expect from him in the coming months before he retires? What's your feeling that he's learned?
1: So General will be retiring in May 2021 when he hits 56. And we can expect him really being intent and focused on the anti-illegal drugs campaign. Because remember President Rodrigo Duterte, while well, he failed in his promise of eradicating drugs in six months, eradicating crime in six months, he's still intent on really... Delivering that, even, even if he already failed, delivering that before he steps down in 2022, he wants that finished. He keeps on repeating that when there's a plateau in anti-legal drugs operations, when there's a curve going down for anti-legal drugs operations, you can count the, on the Duterte really giving a marching order for the anti-legal drugs campaign to continue on, to be intensified, to be unrelenting. And General Sinas might deliver for that. We can expect more operations from him despite the pandemic. We can also expect General Sinas making key appointments of people who he really trusts and these policemen who might have questionable records as well. You have General Bathan possibly getting appointments. And General Sinas continuing this pattern of bringing in people from Davao, people from his own province going to key possessions in the PNP. We're seeing that in the past few days already but I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how for, how much further he will get into these appointments before he retires.
0: Yes, yeah, so parang, of course you mentioned kanina nga nagdto terte parang parang favor na or parang favor na yung mga retiring uh, officials. Mm-hmm. Paano ba ito nakaapekto dun sa roadmap? siguro ng PNP or outlook ng PNP? Parang given na less than a year or even half a year na I just review mga PNP. chief, hindi pa like ano ba tont ng Even lasting impact on PNP in the first place or parang so so na lang.
1: I believe there's a lasting impact. As in every new appointment, my transition, every new appointment, and daming balasahan, you're seeing lots of articles on this. You're shuffling in the PNP, rigodon sa PNP, balasahan, galawan sa love ng PNP. And every time that happens Judes, you're seeing lots of documents being turned over, a lot of political bickering, a lot of internal fights in the PNP about these appointments that should have been... That should have been... um events instead that, uh, that concern them doing their jobs. Their energy, their energy should have been um, put for them doing their jobs and there's a lot of things to be done. Well, there's, the, the, there's the, the administration asking them to continue with the anti-drug campaign, you have the pandemic. We, ha- we have a lot of relief operations that they have to be on top of. From the typhoons alone, as in last week, back-to-back back yung Yung si Rolly at saka si Ulysses. And one briefing si Kaskolan and then the next briefing si ano na si, si Sina. So may ganong may ganung, ganung kabilis sa yung pasahan. And uh, ang daming appointments kahit na merong crisis ngayon, iba-iba yung mga taong pumapasok at yung mga taong kakausapin paiba-iba. So that affects the PNP's own timeline of these campaigns. Even if they continue on with the previous campaign, it still gives a delay when you appoint someone who, who's just there for a few months, when you appoint someone who's there for just a quick time and then you have another set of transitions happening.
0: Parang nakakalito, no? parang if eh, gusto mo ng continuity sa mga policies mo, paano is like yung ma-appoint next ay hindi align with what you foresee for the PNP?
1: Mm-mm, ayun, y- you didn't actually do this, parang... Ang nangyayari din ngayon, ang daming policies ni Kaskola na ina ni General Sinas. And this is not new. When Kaskola na student office, ang daming policies ni Gamboa na binago naman niya. So, there's a lot of things happening.
0: So, parang, wala bang parang rules sa PNP may mga bawal kang uh, gulohen or i na policies? Or... Wala. wala. Wala.
1: Wala. Short answer, wala. Yes.
0: And, and then parang suerte na lang siguro like five PNP chiefs under the territory, they're all for war on drugs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think for my last question, Rambo, okay, parang you said na what can we expect. Pero I wanted to ask you, what are you excited about, sa sina leadership in the PNP until at least May? I ano mean, yung parang you're looking looking forward to or you're raising yourself for? Mm-hmm.
1: I actually mentioned this a bit with my conversation with Ryan, and I still stand by it to this. And it's for me how much General Sinas will still be tested in the new position. You see General Sinas as someone who's really trusted by Duterte, even despite the controversies he's faced before and the big mananita fiasco. I'm excited to see how the position might change him. And if ever he faces a controversy, I'm pretty sure there are controversies happening because General Sinas now has to answer for all the problems of the PNP and you have 200,000 personnel in the PNP, he has to answer to that. And uh, there there will come a time, I believe, that he will be tested again. And it will not only test General Sinas, but also Duterte. It will test his trust in Sinas again. And I believe it can only take them so so long or so much, to stand by each other.
0: Parang meron ding dulo yung parang camaraderie nila. Siguro may something yes. big na mangyari. Parang what will make Duterte, parang matuturn off si Duterte kay Sinas, no? Parang at so long. Or pwedeng yung paglaban
1: pa rin yun, di ba? Kahit na halimawa, oh. very damning na yung evidence, di ba? And, so, oh.
0: and we see him doing that naman with other officials, like, remember, Secretary Duque.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So, on that note, uh, ang ganda ng last words mo na parang, will this change the both or will this continue to mga controversies niya and he will, uh, lalabas siyang skated from the PNP, mag-retire siyang walang kaso. So, abangan mm-hmm. uh, na natin kung anong mangyayari sa next few months under Sinas until May 2021. I'm sure everyone will have their eyes on him, de ba? So, thank you, Rambo, for joining me today and for explaining to me ano ba yung process ng pagpili dapat ng PNP chief and ano dapat abangan natin kay De Bolsinas. Uh, di ba you have this episode where you talk about uh further into De Sinas, criminal, di ba? So, can you tell us, yeah. us a bit about Criminal, the podcast? Uh, where can we listen to it? Mm-hmm.
1: So, I have this criminal podcast, Criminal, Tagalog ng Criminal, and I talk about crime stories and For the past few episodes, we're also doing interviews with people who have an analysis take on crime stories and people who are notable in the crime beat. And we talked about General Sinas in our last episode. I sat down with Ryan Macasero and we just talked about how we covered him and our experience covering him as reporters working with General Sinas. Check it out.
0: So that's available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts and Anchor. So thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues and sundan ang mga nangyayari kay Sinas, please follow Rappler Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo naman ang na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumari sa Rappler+. Plus. Ito isang community where we discuss and get deeper insights on the issues that we face today. Pwede kang mag-sign up by visiting rappler.com. plus Kung meron ka a topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, you can email us at investigative at Again, I am Judes Cavilan and this is Newsweek Beyond the Stories.